And welcome back to the CSP Bears podcast. Uh, Port and Shoddy are back at it. Uh, and this will be episode three. And today we have with us not only a special guest, but special guests. And we are very excited to, uh, to dive into that. But uh, before we get at it, uh, we kind of want to do the usual thing that we always do to start the episodes and give a little Concordia athletic recap. And Shoddy, where should we get started? Yeah, thanks, Port. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since last time we've been on, but, you know, Concordia's been busy. We'll start, we'll start with the women's soccer team. Unfortunately, their unbelievable season has finally come to an end. Uh, the Bears fell to Central Missouri in the second round of the NCAA tournament this past Sunday. Uh, that's not before their first round win against Northeastern State and penalty kicks where the Bears uh, did not miss a single kick and Jordan Clark did not allow a single goal. So uh, quite the feat there. They got their first NCAA appearance and their first NCAA win. So uh, just to recap kind of their season, their historical season. Dude, what a season. What a season. Unreal. It's fun to watch. So Port and I actually this past weekend were hopping on the live stream for both volleyball and uh, soccer with, you know, tournament season going we're following. on so uh just to recap though a little bit some some fun accolades here uh so they won the nsic conference regular season with a 12-1-2 record yep uh they took their second place finish in the nsic conference tournament check check first ever NCAA tournament appearance and win versus northeastern state check ranked six in the country in shutout percentage with 15 shutouts and 23 total games Dude. which to me is mind-blowing that's Had, a wall yeah had a, a wall, a human had, wall. Uh, had nine all NSIC soccer team picks, had the NSIC coach of the year, Anna Hobb individually took home NSIC defensive player of the year, Jordan Clark, NSIC goalkeeper of the year, and Nikki Anderson, Anderson, NSIC freshman of the year. And just a couple quick, you know, fun facts. Goalkeeper Jordan Clark spent the second most minutes in the country in net this year with over 2,100 minutes. Hannah Pedersen ranked seventh in the conference in points per game with 1.04 and second in the conference in assists per game with 0.522. And Katie Anderson finished sixth in the conference in goals per game with 0.435. So an unbelievable season. I know they're already looking forward to next year um, and what uh, they got rolling. So Absolutely. A lot of good energy, and it seems like they've, they've built a great culture there now. And uh, it's, it's exciting, and congratulations, ladies. Absolutely. And I know football just wrapped up a great season, so we'll let Port talk about them a little bit. They did. Uh, the football team finished the year at 6-5, and five, which I believe is their first winning season since 2011, which is, which is awesome. They're, they're moving in the right direction now. And um, we'd also like to say congratulations to Rich Kelly and Chris Garrett on their all-NSIC South Division first-team selections. And again, to Chris Garrett for becoming the first player in program history uh, who was selected as the NSIC Defensive Player of the Year. That's awesome. So congratulations, fellas. And also, uh, as the season wrapped up, thank you, seniors, for all the time and energy and dedication you put into your program throughout your careers. And best of luck to you, young men, in the future. Yeah, absolutely. I know they gave uh, Bemidji State, I think, their only conference loss of the year, too. So that's Let's go. That is a huge deal. That's awesome. Um, but no, on to uh, men and women cross country here. They wrapped up their seasons a couple weeks ago. The men finished 11th out of 27 in the NCAA regional, which is tied for the best in program history. And the women finished 17th out of 32 teams competing in the NCAA region, which sets a new program mark for them. So another trending team uh, into the offseason. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And with that being said, uh, I'd like to talk about the volleyball team here. 
Oh, boy. A lot to talk about, as always. Uh, they're 25-7 and seven on the year. And the Brady Bunch is coming off of a huge NSIC Tournament Championship win. Uh, they took down Winona in the first round, UMD next, and then uh, swept St. Cloud in the championship match. Congratulations, ladies. Uh, we will be looking forward to watching you in the regionals as they got an automatic bid. And if you want, feel free to tune in to the regional selection show tonight at 6.30 p.m. on NCAA.com, and you can uh, figure out who's going to actually be the tournament host. Some things never change. <laughs> Since we've been freshmen here, They're, some things just never change. They, they really don't. It's been going on for a while, and uh, we'll be looking forward to future years here after this one's done. And, you know, Hopefully they finish on top, but whatever happens, happens. But uh, keep rolling, ladies. Now we go. Now we go. Now we go. And then transitioning into the men's and women's basketball team. Uh, the men's basketball team are fresh off their first one of the year. Uh, they will be back home this Tuesday to take on Northland, Wisconsin, and remain home for the following weekend to take on conference opponents Sioux Falls and Southwest Minnesota State. Right on, right on. And the women's basketball team is uh, sitting in 2-3 and three right now. I know they had a tough loss uh, in Michigan, a tough 60-65 to 65 loss to the Wildcats of Northern Michigan uh, on the road. But they will be coming back home to, to the Gangle, to the Ganglehoff Center uh, this weekend, uh, November 30th, to square up against Jamestown. Uh, so good luck, ladies, and let's go. Yeah, good luck. Uh, all NSIs, or sorry, uh, Concordia Golden Bears teams stay hot. competing, stay and hot. Uh, I'll stay hot. Um, but, you know, with that, with that said, uh, I think we can welcome on our, our two former teammates, two guys that uh, – are making the names for themselves in the professional scene and then really perfecting their craft down there. Uh, Gus and Louis Varlin, the brothers who uh, Boys. recently recently grad or not graduates yet. We'll talk about that too, but uh, making their scene into the professional game and uh, welcome to the podcast. Welcome, boys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What do we got? Where well, are we going to start? We'll just jump right in. <laughs> uh, so you guys are local North St. Paul boys. Grew up... Uh, Obviously played, you know, Legion baseball and and I'd imagine, you know, the Little League scene uh, in North St. Paul. But uh, kind of talk about your guys' interests outside of baseball growing up and uh, kind of what you two competed against each other growing up and uh, other interests you may have uh, had while you were uh, coming up in North St. Paul. Well, growing up, I've always liked fishing and hunting and video games and being, playing with my brother and playing with my friends. But um, in terms of competing like one thing or the other, it was literally everything that we competed in. We always tried to one-up each other. Who was more competitive? Me. <laughs> Louis? Louis just going to come right out and say it's me. Up, it's up for the uh, debate, bud. <laughs> he's got the edge. He's okay, you'd agree. Okay, <laughs> he's got the edge. All right, all right. He but, always starts it. What's, oh, he always he's starts always, okay, well, he's the I, one I who starts it. He pokes you. I than he beats me in, so it's like. I, I do. I have a little bit of that. A little bit can, of an edge. Can I see the, the records? Yeah. I was well, just about to say. Whistle ball's number one. Oh. No matter where we play, what we play with, I will always come out on top. <laughs> as the pitcher, <laughs> as the pitcher, or as well, the hitter, both. Overall, I will score more runs than he than, than he will. Better two way guy. Would okay. you agree? No. There's no comment. No. <laughs> no comment. That was well, a blasphemous statement. Well, what other sports did you guys? play or have interests in or compete against each other in growing up uh football we played pond hockey a lot pond um, hockey yep that was a huge one football again um we used to wrestle all the time too he was the bigger wrestler yeah but when we both wrestled it was it was a show great sport man <laughs> yeah great sport wow conditioning 
Yeah, uh, through high school, I, uh, I also I, I I wrestled and played football all through high school through senior year. So right, that's right, those, that's those right. Those are the other sports I was a part of. Right on, yep. right on. Very nice. Oh yeah, and Joel, I was gonna say. I mean, obviously, I was gonna ask you know where it all began, North St. Paul, and everything. But we we, we covered some of that. Um, but did you guys, and this relates to the professional baseball side of things, uh, but did you guys grow up dreaming about playing professional baseball uh, or, or no, or, you know, maybe it hit you later on down the road when you're in high school or once you got to college or once scouts started showing up at games or like when you were a kid, you were like, I want to, I want to maybe play professional baseball. Or, are, That's are my you, dream. Are you talking about like, when did it really hit us? Like, Hey, we have a, a shot here to, uh, I guess before that, I mean, did you grow up <laughs> saying like, Hey, I want to play professional baseball oh, yeah. it's every yeah. kid's dream yeah it's every baseball. kid's dream okay so it's not just like a cliche thing to say like oh yeah you know i always dreamed about it like you guys you know yeah. both of you thought hey i, I want to yeah. play professional baseball okay yeah. and yeah. then when did it hit you guys Oof. probably when scouts started asking for my phone number that's when it was like oh man i actually got a shot here i never really same here yeah and like, when was that mine was probably the northwoods league that i went to i went there the summer of my sophomore year into my junior and i just kind of Rolled with it, and one thing led to another, and here I am. Yeah, it, 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 uh, it really started with me the my junior year fall. Junior year yeah, fall. I, I I started to get a lot of interest in calls and and uh, these questionnaires and everything, and then yeah. So what is that? A questionnaire, your typical questionnaire, or like talk with the scout. How does that go with yeah. a professional scout? I think a lot of kids uh, can relate to you know getting recruited to collegiate, yeah. but professional is another level. What what kind of your experience there? Um. A lot of times with meeting with scouts or questionnaires, like they already know who you are as a player, like in terms of stats and everything. They want to really know who, who you are as a person. So they'll call your coaches. They'll call other references and stuff and get the full, the full nine yards. And then they want to sh- see, like, what are your interests and hobbies, like you guys are asking us. Yeah. But also they want a more in-depth look at, like, what would you do in this situation or what were your goals when you were this young and <clears throat> that kind of. Was there just any ridiculous ones that stood out? Um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't. They were pretty straightforward. Straightforward. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you guys want that for the podcast? No, it's good. That's <laughs> <No>. good. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Uh, and you know, I know you guys both played you know, um, collegiate summer ball, right? Elsewhere, or mm-hmm. whether it was across the country or close by, did those college summer leagues help prepare you for pro ball? You know, did it give you a good taste of what the minors would be like? Exactly. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So me and him both started in the PGCBL in New York. Yep. And that wasn't a full like uh, look into like the minor leagues until we got to the Northwoods, which is it, it's really similar. Okay. Like, the food, the living, the travel, the playing every single day. The grind. Yeah, the yeah. grind. It's it's the grind. Yeah. Okay. Wake, wake up at twelve, get to the park at three, stay there until <clears throat> eleven for most days, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. The New York league we played in really was. Like, it was a good league, but it wasn't anything like the Northwoods League. But it really made me and him appreciate, like, what we have here at CSP and the road we took. Because it wasn't, like, the best league, but it was great for development. Yeah. That's the main reason that we recommend it to other players who are trying to get into it. And we think summer ball is one of the main keys to getting to the next level and truly improving your game, you know. Because sometimes you don't get the most playing time in college. So getting that extra playing time, that's where you make the most jumps. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you said you're at the, you know, the field from whatever time to, you know, these late hours at night. Yeah. Take us through a typical summer league day. Typical summer league day. A game day. For a pitcher, it's it's, it's pretty slow, and and and, like, yeah. and long, just because like the the hitters have have BP, and, right. and the pitchers have to go out there and shade for them. Yep. And it's 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 not it's not always the funnest. Yeah. But you get there, um, rolling around three. 
probably eat, get dressed, eat a little, little snack or something, play some hacky sack with the guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, go out and stretch, maybe throw, um, shag BP for a while, and then um, just get ready for the game, sign some autographs if some kids are there early, and then watch a, watch a full nine-inning game for, I don't know how many, 90 days of the, of the summer. Right. Right, and when you guys were out in New York, was it was it tough being that far away from home? Mm-hmm. Is yeah, it? I mean, are you guys bit. both like struggle with that stuff? I don't want to say struggle, right. but I mean, yeah. was it hard for you guys? No, yeah, it was definitely an adjustment we had to make, but I think it really prepared us for the Northwoods League and where we are now. Right, in terms yeah. of being away from home, because right. I mean, it was it's our part freshman of the summer. It's part of it, yeah. right? Yeah. Absolutely, our freshman summer. So I mean, we've never really been that far away from home for that long of a period of time. So it was definitely an adjustment, but it was good. Definitely grow, grow as a man and an individual, you know, yeah. growing across the country. Yeah. And, hey, you got yeah. to figure stuff out on your own and grinding and playing baseball every day and whatnot. Yeah. But we, were, we I, were lucky enough to have a guy there also with us. Like, I went there with Kevin Webke, and Louie went there with Oh, right. Hurley. Hurley. Hurley? Connor Hurley, yep, my, yeah. my college roommate. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Some, Hurley? Guys, oh. some guys do that by themselves, and that, that must be even I can't even imagine that, that, yeah. Right, right. It, you know, it might get lonely, but, you know, try and make friends as quick as you yeah, can. Exactly. and. Yeah. Make the most of it. I got to imagine you guys have had, you know, other friend fr- uh, other friendships from other schools now that you keep in contact oh, yeah. with just from those leagues alone. So yep. that's got to be fun just to, to reflect back on those days. Absolutely. Um, but taking it back uh, kind of the North St. Paul, you know, your senior years, your junior years, whichever, whichever the, year, uh, the year you decide to commit to Concordia. So talk us through both of your guys' individual um, kind of how you got to Concordia, were you recruited by other schools, uh, and what ultimately made you say, I want to be a Golden Bear? We'll start with Gus. Uh, my process was kind of, I don't know, slim pickings for me. It was pretty much um, Concordia, four-year, or a JUCO, Century College, and I didn't really want to go the JUCO route simply because I've heard, like, some stories, like, I'm not trying to knock them, but it, it isn't the greatest from what I've heard. So, and I also wanted to go to a four-year school, make good friends that will last a lifetime. And um, Adam Hildebrand actually recommended lunch, or yeah, he recommended lunch to me, and I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. That boy, Hildy. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and um, that was pretty much the only school that offered me that I really wanted to go to. That's crazy, dude. One one school. That's all it takes. Really looked at by pretty much one school, two schools. Yeah, Century but. wasn't too high on me. They were just like, all right, if you want to come here, you can walk on. I'm like, eh. I'll go to Concordia. <laughs> right, and then before you know it, you're throwing 95 miles an hour. And, and for those uh, <laughs> that do not know the reference who lunch, lunch McKenzie, uh, now the former uh, head coach of the Concordia St. Paul uh, baseball team and still helps out in a big way, very very well connected with USA Baseball and, and does a lot uh, in the community. So um, that's his reference to lunch as he goes by. So. We'll stay on track here. Louie, kind of s- same question. How how did you get to Concordia? So mine was really similar similar to Gus's. I was uh, uh, my first contact with a, with the college was St. Mary's, the D3. Oh, yeah. And other than that, Gus th- th- threw my name out to lunch and them say, saying I was interested. And then that was the first time I got in contact with lunch and them. And then, I, I mean, I was, I was blessed to finally have the opportunity to play college baseball with them. And, uh, and then I, I just chose Concordia. Yeah. Pretty easy decision. Pretty easy, yeah. Follow the What's follow funny, your brother. Um, I don't know if this is true or not, but did you contact other schools? I, well, yes, I did. Okay, so <laughs> Gus committed to Concordia the year before, and being being like the little brother I am, I I reached out to Mankato, St. Cloud. So this goes to the competitive head. side. Oh yeah, too. So, so oh, I, I, I love out, it. I reached out to pretty much everybody 
every other every other school in the NSIC just so I could compete against us and beat them. <laughs> that was that was my ultimate goal. <laughs> All right, well, I think Goss, Louis I gotta say, Louis. Like, That's think, what I'm saying. Yes. He's got that edge. So, yes, he's got that edge. So in my head, like I, I wanted to avoid Concordia just so I can play against us. Dude, but, I, I mean, love so, it. so I reached out, re-emailed them, sent them videos and everything. Nobody reached back. So then, uh, no way. so then I, I, I had to go to Concordia and be with my brother, which <laughs> it turned out it turned out great. Best thing ever. It, it was it was the, the the best choice of my life so far. So you know, no yeah. doubt, man. Screw it. Yeah. No doubt. <clears throat> I love it. You guys push each other. There you go. No matter how yeah. competitive it may be. Now, Louis, here's one for you. How did it feel? <laughs> no pressure. Straightforward. How did it feel getting drafted by your kind of your home state organization? It was it was the ultimate dream come true. You know, I mean, it, obviously it was it was, it, was I, I, it would be a blessing to play professional for any team. Right. But to have it be the Twins, it was just icing icing on top. Like I think it, about it was that, unreal. Right? Yeah. That's awesome. I just I think about that every I once grew, in a while. I, I grew up a Twins fan, and then see my name on the Twins pick in the fifteenth round is. It was unbelievable. It's gotta yeah. be surreal, dude. Yeah, I I can only it, imagine. It still it still like, hasn't fully hit me. Like like I'm playing, playing for the twins. Playing it's, for the twins. It's pretty cool, right? I so, just had to ask because yeah. you know, growing up as a kid, you know, right. like we were just talking about dreaming as kids to play right. professionally. You yeah. know, you picture yourself yep, as, I, in I, a I, Twins jersey or any any <laughs> professional team's yeah. jersey, like you were saying. But if it were the Twins, I just you're like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine. It, it all really started awesome. in the Metrodome when Juan Rincon. I was I was at the game watching the game, and Juan Rincon was warming up pitching. And he flipped me a ball, and that was like my first like it clinched me for 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 being a Twins fan. Like that was the moment. That was where the like moment. I am. Yeah, I'm in now. Yeah, I, I love him. Guy. I love the Twins then. And yeah, after so. bugging him for like ten minutes. Yeah, it wasn't because like hey he's a cute kid. No, he. Yeah, I, 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 I was heckling him. I was like hey hey hand me the ball right here. I want the ball. When you're done, give me the ball. Dude, he's got the edge. Yeah, he's, he's relentless. Got, it all goes back. He's relentless. Yeah, that a boy, Louis. Uh, so yeah. The, Kind of to go on top of that, um, kind of what was your experience? So obviously you know the draft date and the draft's coming up. So the the Oakland A's call Gus Varlin, the Minnesota Twins call Louis Varlin. What's the next step? I mean that people might not know about. Do they? I assume uh, they give you a call saying you're going to be drafted by the team. But like, what's the next step? Do they, are they calling you saying uh, we think this is where you're going to report? This is your jersey number. Like, just tell us behind the scenes kind of what goes on. Yeah. Um, sometimes they don't call you at all. They'll just draft you just to draft you. But that's usually in the later rounds, like 11th and on. But um, after you get drafted, they call, give you a call probably 10 minutes after, after you calm down a little bit. And they're like, all right, so we're going to email you your flight information and uh, the complex address and get here when, like, this Sunday or something. Like, for me, it was a turnaround of, like, four days. Yeah, and I was down there. Yeah, f- it was for me. They called me and they asked me, uh, "Do I want to fly down there like three days later or or a week later?" And um, okay, for, for me, I, I wanted to be down there as soon as I can. So I said, "Yeah, on that on that Sunday." So yeah, try and get comfortable yeah, and quick. whatnot. And, and then oh, and then that's crazy. Uh, once you get down there, you don't do anything baseball for like the first two three days. It's all like testing. There's physicals, this and that, paperwork, oh, yeah. classes to go through, like like w- what it means to be a professional, like. It, it, there's pretty much a lot of information thrown at you, really right, quick. Right away. Actually, and, actually, and no baseball. in a short amount of time. Yeah, and no baseball, yeah. And that's the same for Oakland as well. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't um, even practice or anything until you signed the contract, right. which was three days into it. After all the right. physicals, like you said, and everything, because and, and everything passes, yeah. Because there's a chance that you go down there, you don't pass the physical, then you're gone. Yeah, like you, you don't and, even and get not drafted anymore. Right. God. Yeah, I know it's, it's tough. tough. It's a brutal league sometimes. 
It is what it is, but tough it's league. our dream. Tough league. <laughs> well, what you mentioned, Louis, you mentioned prof- they give you professional classes. Yeah. You know, talk about how to be professional mm-hmm. and whatnot. What are they saying in those classes? You know, that might be something I might want to write down. Right. You know, well, uh, take notes from. There's, the, like, you see it now, like, the, the social media coming back to bite players in, in the butt. Yeah. So it's just, like, uh, perceiving your image, like, c- controlling your image, like, in, in the online world with social media and, and this and that. And it's that. It's also, like, how to, how to, how to, how to handle your money. Because uh, right. nowadays a lot, of, a lot of these professional athletes are – are, are broke after after they're done yeah so it's like investments how to handle the money this and that so yeah the money thing is a lot of it is for kids who the 17 year old signed for two million dollars right. like yeah you're so never young seen that much money i can't even imagine it right now and they get oh. that much money and it's like well, how do you they don't know how to handle it or right. invest yeah. it or anything you're 17 and they just told you come down on a flight three yeah. days later you're by yourself for probably the first time and now you're yeah, gonna get you handed that? a check for two million dollars <laughs> yeah it was scary for me at like 21 and then 17 right. i can't even imagine that no no but it happens yeah and that's it's it's good they do yeah. things like that mm-hmm. yeah. you know within the organization and whatnot making sure guys are prepared and right. and whatnot for for that kind of league the main message that basically that what they're trying to say is like you're a pro on the field yeah but you're more of a pro off the field is how you perceive yourself the team yeah and everything your organization and right. off the field you're representing the the, the the team that drafted you you're representing yourself and also the team right so and that goes, you know, sometimes yeah, a lot further than what you're, you're doing on the field, mm-hmm. right? right? When it comes to building a culture and whatnot, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, that works at all levels and it plays a part when it comes to yeah. winning more games or losing more games, whatever it may be. So that's that's awesome. Yeah, cool. So I'll echo on this too. So um, now that you've, well, Gus has been there now for a couple of years and is it is it weird, you know, hearing about yourself if you google your name you know you've got all these articles about you and and i don't know how much media you're getting or you kind of see your name go up on some lists and uh how does that affect you it is uh it's definitely an adjustment and i still i don't think it's really hit me like like louis said it still hasn't hit him for being a pro and it still really hasn't hit me until i don't know a couple of years down the road when i i don't know i don't know why i haven't accepted yet but um it is pretty cool um, I, I've never Googled myself or anything like that, but, like, I'll get a notification of something here and there. And um, it is definitely a little weird because then you read – when you're younger, you read about other players, like, having articles and stuff. And when it's about you, you're like, oh, man. This, this is real? Yeah, it's real. That's pretty much the only thing you got to say. Because, I mean, I can tell you if you do Google Gus Farland, you'll see, you know, Oakland A's top, you know, 15 prospect, top 30 prospect. Uh, so it's pretty cool to read, you know, I'm sitting here – getting absolutely mowed down in the pole barn by you all winter long and, <laughs> and watching you, you know. Hey, who hasn't? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Looking at strike three for about the fifth time that day. And and now I'm I'm reading about him, you know, on, on Twitter and, and what a, what a, whatever else you can find him on. But uh, it's pretty cool just to see that. So I thought I'd ask, you know, if the media stuff gets to you. And, like, we were just talking, Louis says he's done one interview. I'm sure that'll change. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but no, that's that's great. I just what, um, Louis, what, or I was going to say, Louis and Gus, I'll start with this. Do you guys keep in touch with each other during the season, like this past year? Did you guys yeah. keep in touch, like, every day, oh, yeah. every once in a while, not really at all, or yeah, well, would you just call it, each other? Close every day. Yeah, it's close every day, pretty much through video games and, and being in the same party chat. Oh, yeah. But then, like, outside, we, we like, we text, we call each other. But uh, it, it was kind of like, this last year was kind of, it, it couldn't match up that well because yeah. he was in a different time zone oh right so like like his like dinner time is my bedtime 
So yeah. it's, it's kind of like that. Yeah, so. sometimes I had to wake up at 9 a.m. to yeah. play some video games, which is fine by me. I got nothing else to do. I'm yeah. stuck in California. But, uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, it was definitely, it was a weird adjustment. Yeah, I was on, you were at East Coast time, right? And I was West Coast. Mm-hmm. I don't know, a four-hour difference or something? Yeah, yeah. Hours, yeah. That is four hours. Yeah. And I'm guessing, would you guys talk a lot about baseball, or was that your time to, like, get your mind off of baseball since it's just such a grind throughout the yeah. year and, that's you know, that's all you're doing, yeah. that is your job, that is your work right. and whatnot? Yeah. Would you just kind of... It, it's still passion. I still love talking about baseball, even though I, I played every day. It's still like a passion of mine. So no doubt, it, 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 like uh, uh, me and girls talk about baseball and other stuff too. So all right, yeah, During just kind of little catch up times. time. Like, all right, how did your last start go? Or you know, stuff like that. Do you give each other tips every oh, yeah. once in a while oh, yeah. about yeah. pitching and whatnot, and yeah. talk about maybe what you've learned? Or I talked this yeah. Oh, yeah. this kind of thing with this player, or this yeah. coach, and I was trying to show him. I don't know if you actually did it. The slider. Yeah. Well. A little bit. I, like, I tried monkey around. Yeah, I was but. just sh- – like, the what the A's pitching coach told me about the slider, it really clicked for me. So, I'm like, all right, I'll show it to Louie. And I brought a couple stuff back for the, the team also and let them fool around with it, yeah. see if it clicks for them. Right Can't on, for, man. Can't That's work cool. for everyone, but hopefully it will work for one kid. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Pass on the knowledge. Yeah, exactly. It's new information. Yeah. So, just to give everyone an update of kind of where you're at now. So, uh, what's your guys' – the level that you played at last year, and uh, I know it's going to be different for Gus because he's coming off an injury, but um, kind of what's the highest level you've you know played at now? And just maybe name someone that people might know that you, you faced or struck out or someone who it's like you're going to know this guy in five years, uh, maybe your teammate or someone you faced. Yeah, um, I was in Stockton, California, which is high A of the levels, which is about halfway through the minor league system. And um, that was out in Stockton, California. I don't know if I said that. And um, the guy that I would like to name is probably Jesus Lazardo. He is a dude, and you'll probably see him next year. Honestly, I played with him in Stockton. He was coming off a, um, an injury. He had TJ long before, but he was coming off, a, I think, a shoulder thing yeah. or something. Um, but, yeah, he is an awesome guy, and he's going to be – he probably might win a Cy Young. Honestly. Really? Yeah. That guy, Calling it right now. He <laughs> is the truth. Let's go. First. All right, I'll be following. <laughs> I'll be following. That's awesome, man. Cool. Louie, anything? Yeah, so I started, uh, well, I ended up in low A, short season, in Elizabethton, Tennessee. And some of the names that you'll be hearing in the next couple of years is Matt Walner. He's actually from Forest Lake, Minnesota. Went to Southern Miss, drafted by the Twins as well. Okay. He, he's, he's very good. And also Spencer Steer from Oregon. He's very good, too, a third baseman. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. We'll jot him down. We'll jot him down. <laughs> Shout out if you have any other questions here to build yeah, well, off of that. I was at, well, kind of just to build because we just mentioned it. So I know you guys both kind of were in the in the same boat with your elbow. Um, so Gus actually had Tommy John. And uh, it'd be interesting interesting just to kind of hear. So, you know, you get the news like, hey, you might, you're going to probably have to go through with this. Um, then having the surgery and now the rehab, which sounds like you're on – and historic pace back to uh, to throwing, but and I know Louie kind of uh, had a scare or maybe something. So if you guys just want to talk through the process of that and kind of the rehab that goes behind that, yeah, mine was uh, really stressful actually because I, I took myself out of a game one um, down in Stockton and I just had forearm tightness and I thought it was just a little more than normal, but I didn't think of anything of it because we did all the tests and everything, you know, and I passed them all. So we're like, all right, we're gonna go see a doctor, see what happens. I'm, we're sure it's nothing. And then he sits me down and felt like the world, the way of the world dropped on me. Like hearing that news, the last thing you want to hear as a pitcher. 
And um, basically he said, like, all right, it's 50% torn. You can either rehab it and hopefully it'll get better and not – and then give you five years and then hopefully maybe you get TJ in the big leagues or something. Who knows? Um, or you could go TJ right now. And it took about a week and a half to decide because, I mean, that's a big decision. No one wants to spend oh, it. Oh, huge, yeah. And so I ended up going through surgery, which is probably the best bet at this point in my life. And um, basically – the, the TJ process is about 14 months, typically, 12 to 14. Um, the first five are strictly rehabbing and um, working out and not throwing a baseball at all, not even thinking about baseball. You're really just yeah. working on your body and um, getting the strength back because basically you're teaching a ligament, a new ligament. A lot of times they take it out of your wrist. They took mine out of my hamstring. You're teaching that to be an arm ligament, teaching that how to throw, which is unbelievably weird and hard. I don't know how they do it. but. Yeah. Um, once you hit about the six-month, five-month, then you start throwing in that process another eight months, and then finally you're cleared. So it's, uh, it's long, and it's grueling. Where are you right now in the process? <clears throat> right now I'm about four and a half months in. I start throwing in January, January 6th, and I can't tell you how happy I am. Oh, Dude. I bet. Oh, man. I've never looked forward to baseball so much than right now. Hey, you know, sometimes it's, it's a blessing. Yeah. You know? I, obviously no one asks for that, but, hey, like, like you just said, you just – you can't wait more than ever yeah. uh, to get back and, and, and throw again. Especially with so. the numbers they're putting up, like who comes back even as good or if not better. Right. It's like yeah. up to close to 90%. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah. When did the doctor tell you um, what what road players go down when they have a 50% tear? Like you said, hey, we can either rehab it or you can get the surgery right now. Did he tell you like, hey, which player, like what road players usually decide to go down? Yeah. Um, I don't know. They can't really tell you what to do. Or right. Even if, like, the, I don't know, he didn't really give me any examples or, like, this or that. He's just like, that is what it is. Usually I have a, a road I try to steer people in. Yeah. Where, like, okay. If it's, if it's, like, 60% torn, there's no chance you're going to rehab it. But right. My fact, my case was so weird because I I guess I've been thrown on this torn UCL for a couple of years now, and it just kind of flared up. I started throwing a changeup, and I think that's what flared it at least. But, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's what he said. Hmm. And, Louie, I know you kind of had – uh, a similar uh, thing going on yep. in the elbow, and you were luckily able to avoid surgery. But just kind of hear how you, uh, how they kind of told you, and, and what your options were, and now where you're at. Right. So uh, uh, I had a little UCL strain, and it was my first like arm issue. So right when it happened, it was the last pitch of my outing, the very last pitch until I hit my pitch count, and and I felt it like it, it got tight all down my arm to my elbow, and. You know, it being my like my first injury, like I was just freaking out. Like I could, I could. You don't really know how to react. I don't know know what it was. Like I was passing all the tests and talking with the trainer. The first first couple weeks, we just like we uh, the first couple weeks, we gave my arm a break. Hopefully, like like uh, it gets better. It got on its own, and then uh, after that, I tried throwing. It still hurt. Gave it one more week. Tried throwing. It still hurt. So then they flew me back down to Fort Myers to get an MRI with the team doctor. Uh, I went down there. I, uh, I, I put the dye in. I got the MRI, and there was a 0% tear. There's no tear at all. And, uh, and the UCL, uh, it wasn't, like, extended at all either. So yeah. it's pretty much the best-case scenario. Like it, was, it, it was considered a strain, a UCL strain. And then after that, I took six weeks off, had a, a six-week throwing program, I hopped it back on the mound, threw a bullpen, and then, and then they sent me home. So it, it all worked out well. It's good to hear. Yeah. Very good to hear. Well, yeah. we've, we've talked about the injuries. I'm not saying it's negative, but we'll, we'll change topic here and go into some little more positive. 
since you guys have been in pro ball, this is a question for both of you. <clears throat> What's kind of the biggest thing you guys have learned about the mental side of the game? If you have any. And just how to uh, stay locked in every day. Because, I mean, baseball, it is an every single day thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's obviously pro, you know, uh, at the major league level. But, I mean, the minor league level, you don't have as much as they do. Let's say when it comes to travel yeah. and, and uh, where you're staying and whatnot. Uh, what have you learned from coaches or staff? Uh, like, what have they told you to help you kind of um, handle the grind in a, in a better way? Uh, basically, for me, it was it's as, as cliche, cliche as it sounds. Um, you got to take one day at a time. As soon as you start looking towards the future, like, oh, I, in two weeks, I should get moved up or I'm going to get moved down next week. As soon as you start doing that, days become very long and you lose sight of your, your focus and your process and your routine that you have. And um, also just embrace the grind. If people try to fight it, you can see the people that try to fight it. Yeah. And they are complaining every day and stuff. It just It's no good for anyone. So embrace the grind and take one day at a time. It's basically mine. All right, for all of you listeners, you know, write that one down. <laughs> write that one down. It could help you out. Louis, anything? Yeah. Uh, the biggest piece of advice that my coach gave me was have fun with it. You know, once you're not having fun with it, it's just going to make it that much harder. So uh, come in every day like, just, just to make the most of it. Whether it's rehabbing, lifting, doing this or that, playing cards, or yeah, so it's just having fun with it. Yeah, keeping it fun. See, and Shadi, I don't. Before you get started, it's. I'm guessing this is. These are things you've heard at other levels too, not just professionally. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing you had a high school coach or a little oh, yeah. coach school, or college. the college coaches here at Concordia. Uh, you know the great staff they have. I'm guessing you've heard that from them as well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So it seems like yeah. it's a pretty common theme and trend. No matter what level you're at, this is this is the stuff you're going to hear, and this is what could help get you here. Right. I mean, would you guys agree? I'm, yeah. I'm guessing. I mean, you've yeah. now become professional baseball Meal players and everything. Lunch. I think that's awesome that you hear those things at not just, you know. Little league levels or high school levels or college levels, you're hearing that at the highest level yep. the game has yeah. to offer, you know, and yeah. that's, that, that's a cool thing. Yeah, Neil, Lunch, Joe, Gob, and Cuss, they have all been saying that since I was here as a freshman. I'm sure when you guys were freshmen too, they've been saying Preaching basically the it, same yeah. thing. Just embrace the grind. Embrace it, man. Teaching the, the guys with less talent the same things, so. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Uh I want to go back one more time uh, to Concordia and just kind of reflect on not necessarily your athletic success, but kind of talk about the friendships you guys developed while you were here, uh, how much you guys still uh, keep in contact with those guys. And then uh, I know like your education, uh, you guys have talked about uh, what your plans are for those. Obviously, you guys both left after your junior year and and just kind of your overall takeaway from Concordia. I know you guys are still running around here working, so... Obviously, uh, still a little love for uh, Concordia, but kind of talk about just, you know, your friendships, your experience, and what you guys plan on doing with with your education. The friendships here that I've made are unbelievable. They are going to truly last a lifetime. I know it sounds cliche. Sorry, I say it again, but... It's all um, good. This place truly is a brotherhood. You guys set the example for us perfectly in the culture you guys made, and I tried to carry that culture into my three years here. It is unbelievable. The The guys that I've met, just awesome dudes, and... I'm very grateful for them. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. You know, we we just uh, you know try and keep passing it on to to the next crew that comes in. Yeah, I'm sure you, you know? guys did the exact same thing. Yeah. So we learned a lot from the guys before us, and just try to do the same for the guys who'll be there after us. Right. You know, like you said, that brotherhood just brotherhood just keep it going. Yeah. Louis, do you have any <clears throat> any good stories or your your overall grand experience at Concordia that you just 
well, you got to share? It, it, all, it, it all starts with the coaching staff, them, like, keeping everybody together, keeping everybody, like, on the same page, being French, being French creating these bonds, like, lunch, Cuss, Gob, Neil, uh, Joe. Joe, yes, uh, being great coaches, giving all of us opportunity to play baseball. And uh, it's just, and then after that, it was just like everybody uh, got together and had a great time. Friendships create, create, just kind of came naturally, right? And then, and then, and 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 those friendships will truly last a lifetime. Yeah. Nice. And then I know you guys didn't touch on this yet, but oh, yeah, so. do you guys have plans on uh, continuing your education, whether it's at Concordia or somewhere else? Or? Yeah, I'm actually taking my last year here right now. I took a year off. I was kind of sick of school, but um, I got back into it, and I'm majoring in math. Probably a minor later, but I was talking to um, the head of the math department, and um, he said I just need to graduate right now, so I'm, that's what I'm doing. Got uh, three classes left. Awesome. And I'll be done. Let's go. That seems go. weird. Good for you, man. You're going to walk across the stage loud no, and proud? No. <laughs> <laughs> that, what are you guys walking like June, right, or May? There's two times. Here, I think there's yeah. a winter There's a yeah. winter one. I'll be and... graduating in the spring. Okay. Yeah, and I'll, I'll be in Mesa, or Arizona then, so I won't be able to. We'll That's get okay. the, the diploma in the mail. <clears throat> yeah. Be a lot warmer than, than we will be <laughs> that time of year. Hopefully it'll be warmer than last year, though. Yeah, when it comes right. to the baseball yeah, season, I guess all spring sports. But, uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's always pretty bad. Yeah, it's part of it. Yeah, you know? it's part of it. Playing, uh, Play playing baseball in the Midwest, Midwest dude. That's, uh, that's what you got to deal with. Yeah. You know? Makes you stronger mentally. <laughs> well, if there's uh, nothing else, you guys, you know, any shout-outs or anything you guys want to say uh, wrapping up here, I think uh, Port and I, that's kind of the, the questions we, we had lined up. Uh, it was great talking to you guys, but uh, I'll leave it to you guys if you guys got any, anything you guys want to end on. I just want to thank the coaching staff for giving us the opportunity to play here and creating the culture that we got to experience, and it's been awesome, and I loved it. Awesome. Louie, anything? Right on. Uh, shout out Zach Lazan for <laughs> – Coming to Concordia after Daniels, hey. we love to have him here. Yeah, the other uh, oh, North St. Paul kid, yeah, another yeah. North St. Yeah. Paul, a great friend of ours. So I had to shout him out, and also <laughs> the coaching staff. I love it; they're wonderful. Well, boys, thank you. We wish you the most success here in the upcoming uh, season. It'll be here before you know it. The thank rehab you. and and the grind we were talking about. So good luck, and thanks for coming on with us today. Yeah, appreciate thank, it. Thanks for having us. Thank you guys. Love you like love brothers. You. Love you too. And uh, good luck the rest of the way. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Golden Bear family, thank you for tuning in again to our CSP Bears podcast. That wraps up episode two. And remember, you can listen to and follow our podcast on the CSP Bears website, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio app, the list goes on. And we are also sponsored by Buzzsprout. So thanks again. Port and Shoddy are out. And stay golden, my friends.